Good afternoon. It is June 15th. And we are celebrating a glorious day. Over the weekend, I celebrated my 66th birthday. And I was joyous in my heart because I was allowed to see this day. And now it's June 15th. We all should be caring and loving and having a grateful word to each other. Even though we're under siege across the country and the world. But we can be proud of the national, local nonprofits and small underserved businesses, along with our great citizens, that have stepped up to serve the underserved publicly, despite the lack of corporate assistance. Hashtag Capital One. Hashtag Wells Fargo. Hashtag JP Morgan. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. The consequences of being silent and apologizing because you don't know. is not acceptable to me, nor is it acceptable to the thousands and thousands of protesters that march, sing, pray in the streets. Every day we witness a culture shift with challenges that our protesters have providing new ideas and new perspectives on what we should be looking at down the road. It's imperative that we see the vision, that we clear out some of the disturbing things that we've seen in the streets and look closely to yourself. Look closely to your corporation and look closely in your heart. That the lives of black men, black women, minorities, cannot continue to go unchecked. We have to check a large check mark on those unnamed. We have to speak the truth 
and I've seen many, white and black, speak the truth. But at times, when we have another death proceeding, George Floyd, you wonder, why? We know why it is a black, 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 brown destruction of Black men, black women, black and brown. That no longer will be sitting at that barbecue or that picnic or at that birthday party. No longer attending graduation. Because someone felt it the need to take a life. We have to we have to look at this and we have to look at this with open eyes. We have to look at this with objective and loving spirits. We have to bang on the door of injustice and systematic evil. We have to change this culture. We have to demand and we have to cheer for our protesters. We have to cheer for the letters that go to Congress and that goes to our political leaders. We have to cheer on the underserved and disenfranchised because they too continue to have enough. For the last couple of days, I've been going back and forth with an individual from Capital One, dealing with diversity. And she heard my conversation and she was in conversation with me. And we talked about why is it that we have a stimulus package in 2008 and 2009 for the financial crisis when Capital One was one of the financial pledges that received money. Many banks to this day receive financials, bailouts to corporations, but yet no bailout for the disenfranchised, no bailout for the underserved, no bailout for John, for George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. No bailout for those that have lost their lives.
we had this conversation. We we talked about the the often and the deliberate delete letters that come to nonprofits, grassroots organizations, denying them to receive funds from them. We've seen it with Wells Fargo. Over decades, we've seen it with J.P. Morgan. We've seen it with many corporations. Even though Nike says, let's just do it. How many times do they go into a small town in North Carolina, small town in Mississippi, small town in Oklahoma. How many times do they go into these small towns that are not affiliated with the NBA team and bring some love and bring some joy and provide the needs for these underserved kids that watch NBA basketball, that love their LeBron James, that love their beloved, now gone, Kobe Bryant. But the NBA commissioner The NFL commissioner said he he's sorry. He's sorry because he didn't listen. How often do you have to hear the cries of these young children, these young babies that is so in need of hope, compassion, humanity only to see their their community continue to decline and let's say we have to fault the parents but in many instances the parents are not always at fault i've seen it firsthand I've seen parents do everything they can to help their children achieve an education, help their children achieve so they can see another day, so they can have a brighter day in math class and science class, STEM technology. Often these schools are terminated of special programs because these schools do not have proper funds. Many times these schools do not have the funds because the teachers are spending their own money and they are underfunded. Yeah, we pay professional athletes 
millions and millions of dollars, but we can't pay teachers an adequate wage and average salary so they can teach our young babies. Many of these athletes, these professional athletes, were groomed by teachers that spent money, their own hard money to teach their child. And now their child has got greatness. Baseball, basketball, hockey, football. But we have these corporate, these corporate owners saying that they're sorry. Matter of fact, I don't think they, neither one of them have said that they are sorry. They are sorry because they are not giving. They are not in a place of humanity and love and prosperity. They're in a place of profit and greed and satisfaction. They are the problem. They want us to distract from what is really the issues are about. They want us to talk about things that have no bearing on humanity and the grace and the love of our underserved and our disenfranchised. Because George Floyd would not be able to celebrate another birthday with his baby girl. He would not be able to go to another father-daughter day. We have to do better. As I, as I continue this conversation with my Lincoln friend, I shared with her my last post that when she said Capital One donates to a lot of organizations, but she's not sure what the criteria is or how external affairs or corporate social responsibility team decides who gets resources. I don't have to explain that to her. Because many of those social responsibility teams are giving funds to the same organization day in and day out. So that when you see real grassroots, real national grassroots, real national organizations, that maybe some are under the radar, but doing great work in our society, they get neglected just like the, the community of Ferguson, just like the community of Louisville, Mississippi, just like 
the community of Weoka, Oklahoma, just like Southeast DC, just like South side of Philadelphia, South side of Chicago. Do I have to name all of them? They are neglected. They are deleted from corporate social responsibility teams. It doesn't matter when an organization gets a presidential award. It doesn't matter when an organization gets a major award from their work in Mississippi. It doesn't matter when an organization gets award after award of changing lives nationally. It just doesn't matter. Because when you're serving underserved and disenfranchised kids that are poor, poverty, deprived, socially disadvantaged, the neglect bell comes up. Cling, cling. The deny bell goes up. Ding, ding. But yet now, since the protesters have hit the street, corporations are pledging tens of millions of dollars. But how many of those tens of millions of dollars are going to communities of color, communities that are devastated, communities that are continue to be underwater? We have to be better. We have to be better. And we have to see this as an awaken. As an awaken. I ask everybody to listen to LL Cool J. Talk about the disgust. Talk about the disparities. Talk about the underserved and how we continue to walk right by. And do nothing. We need an intense leadership that strengthens these communities that strengthen the needs of turning underserved into a ball of love and joy. We need this to delete that word underserved and disenfranchised from our vocabularies. But until corporate America Banks in the community. Capital One, Wells Fargo, Chase Bank, Regents Bank. 
until these and more see how they're ripping the life out of a community, how they are taking resources from that community and not reinvesting in a community. Where is the social responsibility team then? That's why we're protesting. That's why we're walking the world. We're challenging the status quo. Congressional members, corporate members, religious leaders need to step up. Minorities with white leadership to accomplish more adequate reform for the world. Because it hurt me to continue to see this injustice. It hurts my soul to continue to see poverty and discrimination rip the lifeblood of the American people. It is injustice. It is injustice. It's an Amos moment. It's a moment that hates evil, loves good, maintains justice in the court. Perhaps the Lord God Almighty will have mercy on the remnants of Joseph. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the Lord God Almighty says. There will be wailing in all the streets and cries anguish in every public square. The farms will be summons to sweep and mourn to wail. There will be waiting in all the vineyards, wailing, for I will pass through the midst, says the Lord. Amos, Amos, 5, 15, The day of the Lord. Woe, you who long for the day of the Lord. Why do you long for the day of the Lord? That day will be darkness, not light. It will be as though a man fled from a lion only to meet the bear. Hmm. Are we meeting the bear now? We going from the lion into the bear. Hmm. As though he entered his house and rest his hands on the wall only to have a snake bite him. Will not that day of the Lord be darkness, not light, pitch dark, without a rare brightness. I hate to despise your religious festival. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Systematic evil. What are we going to do? How are we going to tackle this? Where 
where the desire come from. Our protesters are protesting. They are quiet. They are prayerful. They are mindful. They are spiritually sound. They're making a lot of noise, no doubt. And they are doing the job. that so many of us should have done 30, 40 years ago. We can't have another march on Washington, another march on Washington and not get this right. We can't have another million man march and not get this right. We can. We have to get it right. Because King, Malcolm, Mega, Dr. Reverend Joseph Lowry, they are holding us to a higher calling to get it right. So let's get it right. This is another open letter to my world, to my audience. I love you. Please stay safe. Everybody, wear a mask. And we continue to keep prayers for that 75-year-old man in Boston. Take care. See you next time.